Okay, good morning. Today's class is Rafur Shalema of Ronit Bat Naomi, also in Rafur Shalema Simba Neima, Yerachmel Diadim Tobabasha, Toaleo Bazrifka, and Daniel Batsara, and all Kali Yisrael. May Hashem give us all the Yeshua for these nine days, very, very intense nine days that we're going through. Extremely, extremely intense. It'll be over with, God willing, on uh, Sundays, the, the, fa- the fast of Tisha B'Av. <clears throat> but you could see there's such intensity. Intensity in the air, uh, especially if you're Scorpio. It happens to be there's four Scorpios in the room right now, and us Scorpios we feel everything. So that's it's good and bad. The fact that you feel everything, you can help you can help other people. You could understand how they're feelings, but you feel everything in life, and you definitely feel intensity when you feel pain. Also, this class is in the, refush, in the success of Elisheva, Banavaka, Diabon Elisheva, Shefron Elisheva, Emma Elisheva, and Reina Malkava Tovabasha. So I picked up a great book called Psychology in the Talmud by Rabbi, Rabbi Elihu Abi. And he, he, just looking through the book, and I, and I found a beautiful, beautiful thing. And he takes, he takes lessons in psychology from the Talmud. And he says here, the mechanic, what are the mechanisms of anxiety? Moshe said to Hashem, and he takes this puzzle. Moshe said to Hashem, if the people ask, what is the name of God who sent you? What should you tell them? Hashem replied, I will be what I will be. We know this name is the name of Ekiah. The Gemara explains that Hashem was telling Moshe, tell the Jewish people that I was with them throughout their servitude in Egypt, and I'm going to be with them through future exiles as well, even when they suffer. Moshe replied, Master of the universe, isn't it enough that they are currently already experiencing suffering? You t- imagine telling a guy in trauma, listen, I'm going to be with you with the trauma, but when you get into trauma in 10 years from now, I'm going to be with you also. Can you imagine <laughs> how overwhelming? Already, I already, I'm thinking, you see, we think that we already go through one, one incident in life. Okay, we're good. For, we're good for... <laughs> We're good for a couple of uh, years. And then here goes another one. Yes, I'm going to be with them throughout the future. Must I tell them their future exiles as well? Hashem accepted Moshe's argument and replied, Tell them that I have been with them in their suffering. He's basically telling you, this is not a short term. We always, we always say this all the time. You're either in a problem, you just got out of a problem, or you're about to go into another problem. We don't want to say problems, we want to say challenges. But this constant, constant of, you know, this constant anxiety and the constant of being challenged and, and trying to find some kind of comfort, and there's, nowhere to, there's no comfort in this world. No matter how much money you have, there's no comfort. There's no comfort in this world, and, and you need to understand that. The only comfort you have, you have on Shabbat, you have a little comfort. And when you run to your Creator, you have comfort. He'll, he'll console you. But besides that, there is no comfort. <laughs> there is no comfort. I don't care what industry you're in, what you do, every, every business, every situation, is always, is, there's always a tremendous amount of challenge or threat. This is where we're going to get to this lesson. He says something beautiful. He says, the risk resource model of anxiety formulated by Beck and Clark say that anxiety is caused by an over-evaluating risk and under-evaluating one's ability to cope. It's a very deep message. Very important. When people get, get a, a situation in their life, either they say, bring it on, or, oh my God, I can't take this. 
the way you look at a challenge and your level of anxiety depends on how your ability to cope with that situation. If I say, bring it on, I tr- with trust, that I no longer have anxiety. I have excitement. When I say, I bring it, if I bring on and I say, bring it on, I have trust in my creator, that, that, that anxiety turns into excitement. But if I look at that and I say, this is way too much for me to handle, all of a sudden that becomes a threat. And when I get threat, when I get threatened, I say, I don't have what it takes. I go straight into anxiety. The way you look at something and the consciousness you're holding at all times is how you view that. You're going straight into excitement or you're going straight into anxiety. It's pretty much the two, you know, you go, we, we've been there in life where we've seen a, a fork, uh, end of the road. You make a right or a left. Your level of consciousness, and he's saying here, you're, over, you're over-evaluating the risk and under-evaluating your ability to cope with it. Shem tells Moshe to inform B'nai Yisrael, just as he helped them cope with slavery in Mitzrayim, he's going to also cope with them in the future, in the future situations as well. Moshe's argument will be, be difficult, and he heard that he'll endure more hardships in the future. Shem agreed to tell Moshe that the people, he's going to be with them, even in their suffering. And, this, and he's giving us a very deep message. In your suffering, you're going to suffer in life, but the solution is go to your, run to your Creator. Any attempt to run anywhere else but your Creator through a suffering is a waste of time. Is a waste of time. Running to your spirituality, running to your Creator is the only thing you have. You want to have the anxiety turn into excitement, you turn it all into growth. To deliver a prophecy of future suffering would mean to tell that there would be a risk of future suffering is 100%. Basically, Shem's telling us, you have 100% guaranteed you're going to suffer in this world. Rabbi Nachman's already told us this. He said, this, is, this world, there's no Olam Hazeh here. Rabbi Nachman said this in lesson 119, the second half. This world, is, there's no Olam Hazeh. There's no Olam Hazeh. People that try to look for that try to chase for Olam Hazeh, that try to chase this world, that try to make permanent <laughs> vacations. You see, you sneeze, that means it's true. They suffer even more, because they have nowhere to run to. They have nowhere to run to. But the, the, the understanding, so once you understand that there's no Olam Hazeh here, there's no world, this world, then you start separating yourself, and you start focusing on the world to come. And you start recognizing that, that you know what? Why am I getting so caught up in, the temp- in things that are temporary? If it comes to me, I'll get it, I'll be happy. If it doesn't, that's also good. To get to a point in life where things come to you, you're going to get it, you'll be besimcha. If you don't, it's also good. But when we attach ourselves to things that are not real, that are not here forever, this, is, this is even causes even more suffering. Because you're, you're trying to basically feed a hungry ghost that's never going to be satisfied, pretty much. But once you recognize this, and you recognize that the only place you're going to have solid, some kind of comfort is if you run to your Creator. And you have a place where you run to with your anxieties and you have a place to run to. Otherwise, otherwise this is the, the rest of it is, of course. You know, look at social anxiety. People think, oh, how am I going to look? Maybe they don't look good enough. Maybe they, I think I look stupid, etc. That they're afraid. afraid of a human being. Could you be afraid of a human being? And this is the problem. When we misplace our trust in our Creator, we create fallen trust. Fallen trust. It's funny that DeSantis came out with a, a, a t-shirt. He says, don't vouch me my Florida. 
Don't bow to my Florida. Basically, he's telling you, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna go with trust. We're gonna go with trust. It's all we have. But imagine not living with trust and dealing with this virus every single day. Every headline, you, 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 you're in a panic attack. So very understand your ability to cope with the challenge is very determined in the level of your anxiety. Bottom line, Baruch Hashem, I haven't gotten anxiety in a long time because I built enough trust. You built enough trust. There's no anxiety. You look at it as, as a challenge. And that becomes excitement. But when you don't have that trust, you're going to look at it as a threat. And once you look at something as a threat, you're saying, this problem is way too big for me. And the Gemara tells us something. Hard to say this. It's very hard to hear this sometimes. But Hashem does not give a person something he can't handle. Your Creator, you're meant to live with the Torah, not to die with the Torah. He does not give us a challenge that we can't handle. It's unfortunately our emotions are doing more damage than the reality. This is where a person has to, where is, this, where is he coping with it? Where is he going for coping? How is he coping with it? Is he running to his creator or is he in his head all day long? This is why there's a famous line. When you get out of your head if you, and get into the moment, and if it's out of your hands, get it out of your head. You have to understand in life, this is very much in the 12 step uh, to not to, to really give up control. What can I control? What I can't control. So this is what Moshe Rabbe, Hashem is telling Moshe Rabbeinu. He wanted to imply that should any difficulties arise in the future to Bnei Israel, they could rely on him as just like he helped them in Mitzrayim. Hashem's goal was to comfort the people by minimizing their sense of risk and maximizing their sense of ability to cope. This is why he's always telling us, what do you think the most popular line in the Torah is? What do you think it is? Do not fear. How come this is constantly telling us, do not fear, do not fear, do not fear? Because life could look a little frightening sometimes between you and me. If you put your hands in the wrong place, if you put your hands in doctors, if you put your hands in other people, life could be a little frightening. Absolutely. But if you put your hands in your Creator... You recognize you are growing through things and you are constantly getting challenged. Who doesn't want to be challenged? Go, go, go interview. Why do boxers, when they're making tons of money, still want to go fight again? They need a challenge. You, you can't live a life without a challenge. It would almost be a life of no purpose if you had no challenge and growth. So here we go. We can't have our cake and eat it too. We can't sit home and say, I want to feel fulfilled and not go through pain. We want to do that. That's pretty much what we want to do. We want to relax and grow and not deal with pain. But that's not an option. It's not an option. So you got to square that off. And you have to deal with building yourself up. You see, this is what the whole thing is. It's not the world outside of you. Like we spoke about before. When you elevate your consciousness, things take on different meanings. It's not the situations outside of you that frighten you. It's the inner beliefs that frighten you that these situations just trigger exactly how you feel. Nothing's new under the sun. How much people have been talking about anxiety, anxiety, and they're not getting to the root of the issue, which is my ability to cope with it. And this is where, the right away, you have a challenge, you don't know how you can't comprehend, get it out of your head, go run. Run to the exit. Run to your creator. Run. 
run to your creator and build that strength and recognize that just how you heal me, you know, our sages say, we, we have to cry out for the past, we have to thank him for the past, cry out for the future. We have to remember all the times he has bailed us out. And he bailed us out again. I remember coming from Oman, shh, coming from Oman seven, eight years ago, right out of the plane. Yom Kippur starts two days right before Yom Kippur, six company IRS audit. Can you imagine? <laughs> welcome to Yom Kippur. That was my welcome call right after Uman. And right away, this is where I came up with the cheesecake parties. That if I think one minute about this audit, I'm finished. Because I'm not going to have my head teach. Right away, let's plan the celebration of the cheesecake party. I know I'm getting challenged. It's all whatever it is. Baruch Hashem, it came out, the audit came out great. They found the mistake. I even found, got more money out of it at the end of the day. It was a blessing in disguise. But who, who, who needs that kind of test? Who needs that kind of test? But right away, right before Rosh Hashanah, right before Yom Kippur, this is what, this is what I get held in. Here you go. Welcome back from Uman. Usually, when we, when we start going to Uman, unfortunately, oh, fortunately, it's the, because you're going to get so much light from Rabbi Nachman's light, there's a lot of tests. There's a lot of cleansing. And you have to be really, really prepared for these kind of things in life. It's not easy. So Reb Nachman, we'll keep on saying Reb Nachman all the time. So what he's saying here, a helpful method to alleviate anxiety is to evaluate anxiety-provoking thoughts by asking the questions. Okay, what's the worst that can happen? Okay? Diffuse the Yetzirah. Remember, the Yetzirah works on imagination. We already know that. Time, imagination, fear, etc. Okay, what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen, right? I think we were saying this in the presidential election. Okay, what's the worst that can happen? Okay, so this, this, this happens. But one way to diffuse it to say, what's the worst that can happen? You're taking it out of the la-la land, and it, it's funny, they, they said the same thing. One of the, um, David, David, um, Hawkins's concepts is when you let go. Okay, what happens if this lets go? What happens if I keep on letting go? So this woman says, if I keep on letting go, I'm afraid I'm going to die. Because <laughs> I'm going to let go so much, I'm going to disappear. And who's going to take care of my children? So what he told her? Somebody will take care of your children. Don't worry about that. So you die. You go to heaven. You go to a better world. And somebody will take care of your children. The whole point is get, getting out of this la-la land world of... of of anxiety and, 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 and what if, and we said, okay, what's the worst that can happen at the end of the day? Get it out of your head. That's a great question. What's the worst that can happen? And how can I cope with it if that happens? So it's, again, the concept of getting rid of the madame. And what's the best that can happen? And what would be a more realistic outcome? So basically, he's saying here, it's like, get it out of your head. Get it out of the madame mode. So this is the, the, how do we fix this? So right away, you have to understand that life will always show you what you're holding inside. Threat, people that hold in fear are always getting threatened. Just like people with low self-esteem are always getting abused. People with trust are always getting challenged. People with trust look at life that God is doing it for them, not to them. So if you don't fix the inner issue of the inner consciousness, then the rest always becomes an ability to say, I don't have what it takes. If I don't have what it takes, where do you think I'm going to go? Straight into exit. Straight into weed or marijuana or whatever mechanism to calm the anxiety down. 
instead of saying, why every time I get a challenge, I'm so, I'm always running away. It's because I don't believe I have what it takes. You need to start having the method. First, you have to start building that trust with your creator. Building that trust, letting go of all these fears. And then you need to turn the anxiety into excitement. Turn the anxiety into excitement. I used to remember when I used to first start teaching, I used to get anxiety. But then I turned it into excitement. I'm so excited to give this class. That same adrenaline gets channeled for you instead of become self-absorbed. What are they thinking about me? That closes you. I'm challenged. My marriage is not a threat. My marriage is a challenge. My teenagers are a challenge. They're not a threat. But if you don't fix the root of the issue, which is believing yourself, then, of course, anxiety is going to come. And woe to those who don't even have a place to run to, God forbid. Where are you going to run to? Who are you going to run to if you don't have Hashem in your life? Who are you going to run to? Woe to those. I feel that, I'm anxious for them. That I have no place to run to. No, no place. And we know many people that have no place to run to. But science and logic. Woe to them. Woe to them. I have anxiety for them. Because they have no solution. They have no consolation. Only questions in life. Only questions. So it's very, very important. Other causes of anxiety are outcome obsession. Being obsessed with the outcome. Or self-comparison. Comparing your life to other people's lives. That's another cause of anxiety. And the third, another cause of anxiety is self-absorption. What are people saying about me? What are they thinking about me? So you can see here that all real, real anxieties, and there's not real... It's not a soul, you're not in a soul state when you're anxious. It's teaching you you got to change. You got to change. And I can tell you I've done the same method in life. Because when you have trust, you make decisions. If you don't have that trust, you go you procrastination, you activate anxiety, and then you get into decision fatigue. So first is procrastination, which is rooted in fear. Then it's, then it's decision fatigue. Then you get exhausted. So you have to recognize where this is coming from. Build that trust and look at challenges. Go into it all in and let go of the outcome. You don't know what's going to happen. I've, I've seen this method a thousand times. When you went all in, I bought a hotel in the middle of COVID when people were telling me, what are you doing buying a hotel in the middle of COVID? What in the world are you doing? Like in the ripe of the COVID when they look like a ghost town. I said, this is where people make the right decisions. When people have fear, you go into trust. And I went in, Baruch Hashem, it was a tremendous, uh, tremendous investment. Why? Because I fought against fear. Fought against fear. Because when you have that built, and you have that system, remember, this is something like a relationship. And we spoke about before. A relationship without trust is like a car without gas. You may be in it, but it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. And this is where the simplest things like building that trust, building that muscle. Then when you look at things, everything else looks like, and this is why trust in the consciousness scale is at 350. It's a very high level. 
And fear is at 150, low. So you can see the, the level of consciousness that you live in the world and how you live in the world is completely different when you, when you go from negative 150 to 350. Your energy level when you have trust is completely different. You go to a marriage with trust. It's a different marriage. You go to a marriage with fear, it's a disaster. It's a disaster. Where you've been, where you come, what time you're coming, etc. What are you doing, this, etc. Everything becomes a threat. And threat becomes an anger. So may Hashem help us all. You have, it, you have what it takes. You have to build the trust like a muscle. How? You, you make decisions. Even, if you, even sometimes you have to have the courage. Because remember, you can't get the trust without getting... First, you need to get into courage. Courage is, is to have the fear, but you still make the decision. Showing your creator, I'm going to make the decision even though I feel fear. Because the price for, for regret is much more expensive than the price for failure. The price for failure, at least you can learn from it. <laughs> and you can get knowledge and turn something else. But the price for regret, there's, not, there's no returns in the price for regret. Zero returns. Failure has a, has a return. Gives you a lesson. Regret gives you nothing but zero. Nothing. Nothing. You become all I should have had. Every Jew has a building they should have bought. Oh, I should have bought this building. How many people tell you, I should have bought it. I should have bought that stock. Okay, you didn't buy it. So this is why a lot of the market is, it's, a lot of the market is based on fear of missing out. You know, the fear of missing out. This is the way we, we think, unfortunately. So again, you have what it takes. Start changing your life by changing your relationship to, to anxiety. Turn the anxiety into excitement. When you do that, your life changes. Another reason why it changes, because when you say, I'm excited, wherever focus goes, energy flows. Wherever focus goes, energy flows. So right away, I'm going into already an expanded consciousness when I'm dealing with that issue. I'm in a solution-oriented mindset. But when I'm going to that same issue with fear... All I'm looking at is I'm burdened with heaviness. I'm burdened with this problem. I can't handle this problem. And then what do you think you're going to go into? Contraction. And Rabbi Nachman says in Sefer Hamidot, when you have fear, you make mistakes. So you're guaranteed to make a mistake if you have fear. You know, we love segulot, right? We all love segulot in life. One segula that's guaranteed to work is you're going to make mistakes when you have fear. You're going to make mistakes when you fear. This is why it's very important. We make decisions when we're in a good state. We don't make decisions when we're, we're, we're walking around with no trust. Or where, you get, where do you think you're getting it from? You're making that decision based on, on, on fear. And this is why two things drive the market. Fear and greed. Fear and greed. Fear and greed. Those are the two things that, that drive the markets. Same thing. So remember, you have what it takes. Start channeling. Start instead of doing the opposite. Underevaluate the risk and overevaluate your ability to cope with it. It's exactly the opposite of the anxiety. Build bitachon and say, "I can handle this situation." Instead of saying, "The problem is too big, and I'm too small to handle it," and that's the root of anxiety. 
May Hashem help us all that we should turn all the anxiety into excitement. Let's start using better words. We are challenged by this situation. We're growing through this. Let's start using more of a co-creator word instead of using a, God forbid, victim mentality and I'm always getting threatened by life and this is threatening me and that's threatening me. Okay, you have a mother-in-law staying a little too long. But you're getting challenged. You're getting challenged to work on your midot. You're not getting threatened. But if we don't look at it the right way, life becomes a threat. And let me ask you a question. I don't think there's a lot of lines out there saying, how can I get close to my creator if my creator is out to threaten me? How in the world are you going to go and say, oh, what, just what I want to do, get closer to my creator, when he's, all I'm doing is getting threatened. What do you think I'm going to do? Run away from my creator. Who in the world wants to be close to their creator if they think their creator is doing, threatening them all the time? How in the world will you have any kind of spirituality? You won't. You won't, because you believe your creator is out to get you. He's punitive, he's out to get you. So you stay away. You stay away, I'll stay away from you, you stay away from me. Challenge opposite. You come closer to your creator. You get curious with the challenge. May Hashem help us all. We should turn all, all of this anxiety into excitement. Have a great day.